Hello there and welcome to the first episode of Economomics, the podcast for all you parents and guardians out there who run the household, mind the kids and manage the family budget. I'm Lisa and I'm Tanya and as mothers ourselves we know what it's like trying to balance hectic busy lives with trying to make the right consumer choices in order to safeguard the planet for our children and our children's children. There's so much information out there, there's so much eco-jargon, and very little is made convenient, especially for the poor moms and sometimes dads, with multiple places to be and lots of responsibilities to juggle at any given time. There's also not enough being done, or fast enough. Shops and supermarkets are still stocking products and produce covered in single-use plastic. And who knows whether it's recyclable or not, and it's extremely unlikely that it's compostable. We are so fed up and decided to take action, because we know from talking to other parents out there, we're not alone on this. With inflation on the rise and grocery bills increasing every trip to the shops, not to mention sometimes fussy, demanding kids. What? Never. Well, not in our families, but we've heard rumours. The pressure on our wallets and household budgets is immense. Who has time then to think about the planet or shop around for greener alternatives? Well, that's where we come in. We've decided to cut the jargon and do the research and legwork so you don't have to all with the aim of becoming your go-to gurus for the most climate-friendly options on the market. We're going to highlight who are leading the way in providing greener alternatives in the aisles of the big five supermarkets. That's Aldi, Dunn's, Lidl, Supervalue and Tesco. And who are dragging their feet, eradicating plastic from our shopping trolleys. You can listen to a whole podcast, but if you're busy, we've broken it down into bite-sized chapters. Our mission is to try and guide you towards the best eco-alternatives where they actually exist, as you go about your weekly shop. So maybe if we all do our bit, one mindful purchase at a time, we might be able to stop this climate crisis in its tracks and make our planet a healthy one for generations to come. After all, when it comes to keeping households ticking along smoothly, it's the moms who run the world. If you are wondering who we are to tell you about sustainability, then have a listen to our five minute trailer episode available on this platform. But a quick recap, we met on the Design Thinking for Sustainability course in UCD and we both have a passion for finding sustainable and eco-conscious alternatives in everyday life. What's more, we just got fed up waiting for change to happen. So we decided to act and want to encourage other like-minded or want to be like-minded moms and parents to do the same. As a friend of mine used to say, don't get mad, get data. Very good. So Tanya, how was your summer? Well, it was hot, hot, hot. In fact, it was a record breaker, but that's not necessarily a good thing in the context of the climate crisis. Well, I remember we were in France the last time there was a heat wave with temperatures over 40 degrees and we took to standing in the supermarket chiller aisles and we were not alone. It was busier than the beaches. Well, we were in Spain this time and I even took to putting my head in the freezer to cool down for a few seconds at a time, which was very satisfying, but it's not very energy conscious keeping the freezer door open. More about that in another episode, because rising cost of energy bills will be a hot topic, pardon the pun, over the winter months. And isn't it wonderful to have dry days, sunshine and temperatures in the late 20s and early 30s in Ireland? But our neighbours in the UK and across Europe were experiencing temperatures well in excess of 40 degrees, which led to water shortages, fires, melted roads, electricity shutdowns and sadly excess deaths. Yeah, terrible a clear indication that the climate crisis is definitely accelerating. What's even more worrying is that the climate scientists were predicting these sorts of temperatures for 30 years time. So it's imperative to act now and stop putting action on the long finger. Too true. Well, there is work that urgently needs to be done on a national and international level in terms of policy and legislation. 
we don't need to wait for the politicians to act. There is power in individual and collective action. And that's why we believe if moms of the world unite, we'll make more of an impact together. Yeah, because in the age of influencers, one of the biggest influencers in your life is your mother. So move over Kardashians and Beckhams. Here come the momfluencers to save the planet. So where to begin? Well, it's September. It's return to school. Thank goodness. And it's the dreaded tyranny of the school lunches. So that's at least 183 primary or 167 secondary school days that kids need a lunch for, either made at home or given money to buy. So we've decided to kick off our podcast by looking at school lunches and offer some hints and tips that all you listeners out there can try to adopt for the upcoming school, college or even work year in order to reduce your food and packaging waste and thereby playing your part in keeping the planet in better nick. Think about it. What's in the average lunchbox? Well, there's a drink, usually in a plastic bottle. There's a sandwich, probably wrapped in cling film or in a plastic bag. And let's not forget the ingredients that went into making that sandwich. Ham or other meat slices, cheese, salads, hummus. They all come wrapped in plastic too. Hang on, Tanya. It's far from hummus. We were reared. Too true. There might even be a bit of fruit, but this more often than not comes in multi-packs packed in plastic or what's even worse, those plastic pots of pre-prepared chopped fruit. And of course, there's the snacks and treats, either put in the lunchbox or bought after school. Bags of crisps, popcorn, bars, all again wrapped in plastic. I'm exhausted, or should I say plasticated, just thinking about it. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that school lunches probably have one of the heaviest loading of plastic packaging in our day. Yeah, and you might say, it's okay, because that can all be recycled. And we all feel like we're doing the right thing when those of us who do put, it, put them into the recycling bin. But Tanya, that's the problem. Not all of it is recycled or even recyclable. The truth is, in Ireland, only 31% of plastics are recycled and worldwide this figure plummets to just 9%. Right. So clearly there's a huge disconnect between what we think we're doing and what's actually happening in real life. Yeah. And let's face it, what lunchbox ever comes back from school looking like the Martha Stewart work of culinary art it left the house as? <laughs> I often think my daughter's lunchbox is a boomerang that goes from the kitchen counter and back into the kitchen composter and green bin without being touched in the meantime. The amount of time she says, there was a time, mum. Too busy chatting, I'd say. Just like her mother. Uh, you know me well. Then what's not eaten it ends up mushed together with all the packaging or what was consumed at school probably went into a regular bin. Or if it did go into a recycling bin there, it probably wasn't clean and dry. So that's landfill, not recycling. It's a complete vicious circle. Absolutely. So why aren't we successfully recycling all this plastic that's generated from school lunches and lunches in general? Like if you think about it, Ireland has a successful glass recycling policy since the late 1970s. And most of us to this day instinctively bring our glass bottles and jars to the bottle bank every week or so it's just a no-brainer and it's ingrained in our mm. consumer habits definitely i mean i remember when the glass recycling banks came to superquin in blanchestown they were the first in the country back in 1978 there was huge excitement at the time and it just became ingrained in the weekly shopping routine to bring back the recycling yeah and when i was young <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> there was such a scramble in our house for glass bottles I'd literally stalk the kitchen waiting for a rare mineral bottle to be finished so I could cash it in for some sweet money. 
only one ever managed to survive though an old glass TK red lemonade bottle do you remember them Lisa? absolutely which my dad still has to this day and he keeps his holy water in it well that could be an interesting mixer I know <laughs> and remember the lovely woman we met recently in Little in Glenagiri and she told us about collecting glass bottles years ago to save up to, to, to buy her first house well, do you know what? You could single-handedly wipe out the scourge of plastic pollution if you're to save enough for house prices now. But that's a whole other minefield conversation. Oh, yeah, I we get started on that. Plastic recycling should be even easier. I mean, because the majority of us have a recycling bin in our own homes. Plastic recycling should be even easier because the majority of us have a recycling bin in our own homes. But let's quickly look at the reasons why the current recycling system doesn't work and why we have the situation where there are millions of plastic bottles, food wrappers and containers unrecycled and left contaminating our seas, oceans and even our inland waterways. Well, firstly, in Ireland, what goes into your recycling bin must be clean and dry if it's to be successfully recycled. And at the end of a busy day, who has the time or energy to wash out and dry packaging? Like the dregs of fizzy drinks in plastic bottles, cheese residue on its packaging or wrappers smeared with mulch leftovers before turning around to make the lunches for the next morning. Now, I personally do wash out and dry my plastic and I hang them out in the clothesline to dry. <laughs> but I know that's not for everyone. It's like those who do or don't iron their sheets or iron their tea towels. I need to stage an intervention. God, love it. my beloved Auntie Mary. She used to iron her tea towels, so I got it from her. And if the contents of your recycle bin are in any way contaminated by wet or dirt, particularly paper and cardboard, the whole lot will more than likely end up incinerated, which only adds more pollution by way of carbon emissions to the atmosphere. We were shocked to learn about the types of contaminants that can end up in the recycling bins, mm. such as soiled nappies, old clothes and even ash from fires. Yeah. Never mind all the plastic wrappers and containers that have not been properly cleaned out, like the yogurt pots, coleslaw tubs and all that sort of thing. Yeah, we're actually going to uh, put a short video up on our Twitter feed from Voice Ireland, uh, which is a leading Irish environmental charity who interviewed Des Crinan, uh, general manager of Panda Recycling Facility in Dublin, about the issues surrounding the recycling system. So while you and I might be doing the right thing, Lisa, ooh, top of the class, aren't we great? Yeah, gold stars all round. But seriously, far too many households are abusing the current green recycle bin system, which has led to us all being charged to have our recycling collected. Secondly, there is an overwhelming amount of single-use virgin plastic still being used to package food. We did a walk through the big five supermarket chains in Ireland, and it became abundantly clear that the vast majority of food on the shelves and in the refrigerators is packaged in plastic. Next time you walk around the supermarket, take note of the overwhelming prevalence of plastic packaging. Take some pictures and tag us at Ecomomics underscore IE on Twitter and Instagram with the most unnecessary, infuriating plastic packaging you find when buying for your school lunches. It really is a case of once you see it, you can't unsee it. Most definitely. There is such a huge disconnect between what we're being told by climate scientists that needs to be done and the urgency of the problem and what's happening in the retail environment to enable consumers to switch from plastic to more eco-alternatives. True. And thirdly, there's still a lot of confusion out there about what can and can't be recycled. And lots of people, including ourselves, are confused by all the jargony terms. Recyclable, biodegradable, compostable. 
But is that home compostable or industrial compostable? And who even knew there was a difference? I know. And also, what about all the little logos and symbols on packaging that are meant to help explain which mm. bin the packaging goes in or where it should be sent, but only adds to the confusion due to lack of consistency and clarity in labelling. And so much plastic is blank of any disposal guidance, especially those for multi-packs and treats aimed at kids. For example, some packaging says, check locally for how to recycle. What does that even mean? Or what moms have the time to go researching that? Maybe they expect us to divine this knowledge. A bit like trying to divine why my husband can't locate the laundry bin. <laughs> Look, don't get me started on the bins. There's no consistency in bin identification colours around the country, not even in the city. So while we might say, put your recycling in the green bin, which is the case of most Dublin, but in researching this podcast, we discovered that recycling bins are different colours throughout the country. For example, Tanya, your parents told us that they were green bin is actually their general waste and their recycling bin is blue Mm -hmm. we could talk for hours about this in fact let's do a future episode on it good idea so let's break it down for you what's the impact of so much plastic hanging around our school lunches firstly let's take the drinks in single-use plastic bottles now let's cast our minds back to the 1980s when the first bottled water was launched onto the irish market by ballygown Nobody thought then that buying bottled water would take off. I mean, I even remember Gay Byrne on the Late Late Show famously scoffing at the notion that anyone in Ireland would pay for bottled water. Yeah, but in fact, according to their website, Ballygowan distributes approximately 40 million litres of water every year. Wow. And they can produce 600 bottles per minute. That's a lot of plastic. And with the average Irish person now drinking 60 litres of bottled water per annum, as a country of over 5 million people, that works out at approximately 300 million litres of bottled water consumed every year. So Ballygown have been followed onto the market by lots of other water suppliers, both local and imported, and they all pretty much exclusively bottle in plastic for the retail market. So it's become ingrained as a habit to buy bottled water, regardless of the quality of water coming out of your own tap at home. And it has become common practice to include a plastic bottle of water or indeed a plastic bottle of fizz in your child's lunchbox. True. And what's become insidiously popular are those small 250 ml bottles specifically aimed at younger kids, which are widely available in all the supermarkets. The issue here is that even from an early age, we are indoctrinating our kids into the plastic water bottle buying habit, which has to be broken if we have to have any hope of meaningfully reducing our consumption of these single-use, virgin, or even recycled plastics. What we need to make common practice is the reusable bottle. Yeah. Like, what did you do when you were a kid and thirsty, Lisa? Well, I mean, we ran home, or we ran into one of our friends' houses and got a drink. Yeah, or if we went down to the sports field, there was a tap, or you waited till you got home. And, like, bottles of minerals, as we call them in the day, they were a huge treat. Yeah, we've come a long way, but it's not all good. So I'm going to put on my financial advisor hat here and let's look at the monetary cost. For example, we priced a 10 by 250 ml of SuperValue own brand water at €2.95. So if each lunchbox includes one of these bottles for 183 primary school days, that's over €50 per year per child. Mm. It's definitely a more purse and planet friendly option to get a reusable bottle, preferably not plastic. So steel or bamboo are good choices. 
which can be purchased at the start of the school year and refilled from the tap at home or even on the go. We found one from as little as two euro in Ikea and we know that's Dublin, but even all the supermarkets have them for around five euro and discount stores like Mr Price, which is also nationwide, have lots of options for around the same price. But while we don't advise you to refill used single-use plastic bottles because it has been shown to leach chemicals into the water, if you opt for a Tetra Pak bottle of water, these can be reused again and again. We need to break free from the mentality that the only good water is bottled water. We have been conditioned to think that. The irony is, anything left sitting in plastic for too long isn't so good for us. Throughout most of the country, water coming into domestic taps from a mains water system is tested weekly for drinkability by Irish Water under licence from the EPA. But what if the water quality is poor or not to your taste? Yeah, well, there's lots of options to address that, from filter taps to filter systems. And yes, there is an initial outlay cost to these, but I can tell you from our own experience, these pay for themselves in a very short time. Say, uh, we invested, for example, in a six-litre Berkey stainless steel countertop filter system. I'll put a picture on our social and it looks like um, a, like a Burko hot water urn. And it cost approximately €380 Euros in 2019. And it has two black filter elements which last five years before needing to be replaced with normal use. And it has totally eliminated our purchase of plastic bottled water. So we were on average buying approximately 10 litres of plastic bottled water a week for a family of three. That's 500 litres a year. Bingo. In a year, the filter paid for itself and we are one more household doing our bit to reduce single-use plastic. Great work. And for those of you on a tighter budget, even a filter jug in the fridge will give you clean, chilled, tasty water. Something like a Brita jug. And these can be bought in most supermarkets or household stores. We found one with a filter in Argos for €21 and the filter lasts approximately one month. And if, like me, sparkling water is your thing... To go with your sparkling personality, perhaps? (laughs) Consider investing in a home carbonator. These retail from €70 in DID Electric. Or if you want to get busy with the fizzy... Ah, the ads of the 80s. There's a soda stream retailing for €130 in Argos. Or if you're feeling particularly flahulak, there's a very fancy Arc polished stainless steel version available online for €185. And what we've worked out, so you don't have to, is that even paying €30 for a gas cylinder refill, which makes 60 litres of sparkling water, it's cheaper by €7.50 than buying 60 litre of branded sparkling water in plastic bottles. After buying 24 retails of the gas cylinders, you're in the black. But it's not just about the money. Think of all that plastic you're avoiding, going into recycling, never mind lugging the slabs and bottles of heavy water from the shops to home. Yeah, and look, we know this advice isn't for everyone. We do appreciate that there are parts of the country frequently under boil water notices, and they really have no option but to buy bottled water for the duration where council water tankers are not provided. And we also understand that if you've had an unpleasant experience of contaminated domestic water in the past, those affected can lose confidence in the quality of their water supply and persist in buying plastic bottled water even after it's safe to drink. Look, there's an opportunity here for Irish Water to play their part in the battle against plastic Mm. bottled water by updating its public information forums to advise the consumers on a daily basis about their water quality and the drinkability in their area and reassure everyone that it's safe to drink. 
The irony is, if we don't change our ways, we're mm. heading to a situation where plastic contaminants in the water caused by our love affair with plastic bottled water could be as harmful as any bacterial strain. It's time to break up with plastic once and for all. So if we're to try and break this consumer habit and eradicate single-use plastic bottle consumption once and for all, would require two immediate actions that moms everywhere could advocate for. One, advocate for public drinking water fill refill taps or refill points all over our cities and towns. At civic amenities, in schools, in shops, in cafes, at sports centres, clubs, on street walk, water fountains and so forth. There's a brilliant Irish company called refill.ie which has launched an app that provides locations of freely available drinking water uh, throughout the country. And like you could have parents groups in schools could chip together and get a refill drinking tap installed in their school. And that can cost as little as 400 euros and that spread across all the parents would be no more than 250 per child. Secondly, compel bottled drinks companies to change from single use plastic to innovative plant based alternatives, which will biodegrade naturally in the environment or just go back to using the endlessly recyclable materials like aluminium tins and glass bottles, which don't degrade when recycled, unlike plastic. And yes, some companies are promoting that they have 100% recycled plastic bottles. And of course, we think when we opt for that rather than a virgin plastic bottle of water, we're doing some good. In a way, yes, you are, but only sort of. Because as we said earlier, only 31% of all plastic in Ireland is recycled. And worldwide, it's only 9%. And how many of these bottles are actually binned correctly and go back into the circular process of recycling? It's just not enough, not by a long shot. I mean, imagine going to the shops and supermarkets and instead of seeing a whole refrigerator full of plastic bottled water and soft drinks, the packaging has been changed to environmental and human friendly materials. And that there are refill stations for whatever drink you're looking for, like those soda fountains in bars and cafes. Yeah, that would be good. Like that was one of the most disturbing visuals on holidays for me, um, apart from myself in a bikini, (laughs) were the slabs upon slabs of litres of plastic water bottles for sale. And meanwhile, the temperatures were soaring outside as a direct consequence of climate change. So next up, let's take a look at the scourge of the school year, the sandwich. They might be tasty, but they are laden with plastic. Let's look at the number one most popular school sandwich, as voted by you, the Irish public. Ham and cheese. Yum. Well, the ham probably came in a plastic package. The cheese came in a plastic wrapper. The bread was in a plastic bag. The butter was in a plastic tub. You know, Lisa, I can hardly think of a commoner garden sandwich that doesn't have at least one component that comes all dressed up in plastic and nowhere to go. Yeah, and if we estimate that only half of school-going children take a sandwich with them for the average 175 lunch times in a school year, That's over 81 million lunches that are probably wrapped in some form of plastic. So how do we get to such a prevalence of plastic packaging at lunchtime? Well, it wasn't even devised to keep food fresh. It was developed to provide a protective coating for planes during World War II. It was a good invention. It was durable, long-lasting, protective. It didn't rust. It didn't degrade. The problem is, it was never originally intended as an everyday, single-use, throwaway object. All the things that make plastic good for its original purpose are all the things that make it bad for its current uses and abuses. Ironically, we are now waging the mother earth of all wars because of what plastic has done to the environment and human health. Have a look at the TED talk and short video that we've put up on our Twitter, which explains the life cycle of a single use plastic bottle. Let us know if it strikes a chord like it did with us 
about just how damaging these are. Yeah, absolutely. So the more we use it, the more we, we are perpetuating the problem of a toxic substance entering the environment. And you would have had to be living on a different planet not to have heard or seen Sir David Attenborough's documentaries about plastic found in our oceans and in aquatic life. Remember those disturbing images of prawns with plastic and its body and those five gyres of floating plastic islands in our oceans. But this is not just an environmental issue. It's also becoming an issue for human health. It's not scaremongering. It's where we are. Microplastics have been found in human bloodstreams and even in fetuses. And as mothers, isn't that a frightening prospect? Yeah. Not only has it the potential to impact the health of us adults, parents and guardians, but also our children's health and their children too. So what's the solution? Well, first up, let's consider what is within our gift as consumers to change right away when it comes to packing a sandwich. Avoid cling film and plastic sandwich bags. One of the worst offenders in the world of school sandwiches has to be plastic bags. Look, I think we all start with good intentions of saying that we will rinse out plastic bags to reuse. But let's be honest, who has the time for that cock? And we don't mean cockamillish. But we did find 100% compostable food bags made from biodegradable material under the Shannon brand by Western Plastics in Galway in Mr. Price for just two euros. They, they had either 10 by 3 litre or 15 by 1 litre, which is a perfect size for one sandwich. Even better, get a lunchbox. Just make sure it's labelled as BPA-free or bioplastic made from plant-based materials such as bamboo. Ideally, use ones with compartments to separate out the things like the sandwich from the snacks and the fruit to stop them touching <laughs> or mulching together. This also cuts down on packaging. Shops like Homestore More, Woody's, Eason's, Ikea, all the large supermarkets, even discount stores like Mr Price have bamboo or sustainable plastic compartmentalised lunchboxes for as little as five euro. One brand Tanya particularly likes is BPA free and hard wearing Systema. And I found a bottle and lunchbox combo in Mr Price for just four euro. Ideally get one that will last all the way through the school years, obviously unless it's lost. Oh yeah, that's the black hole of lost school things. The key thing here though, is don't run out and buy new compartmentalized lunchboxes. You can use paper bun cases, which are compostable to stop the touching or something I recently saw was using those reusable silicone cupcake molds um, if you have them. Um, that's the key to living more sustainably, using what you already have and repurposing it for to be more eco-friendly. And if you do want to wrap your sandwich, a good option is the old compostable bags we mentioned earlier or other compostable wrappers, including kitchen paper, paper bags or good old fashioned greaseproof paper. A recent entrant into this space is the reusable beeswax wrapper, which you can buy in all supermarkets. Or if you're super crafty, make your own. There's plenty of how-to guides on YouTube. In fact, there's now such a thing as compostable cling film, but read the box carefully. Some packaging is deceptive and everyone is jumping on the eco-branding bandwagon. That's a lot of bees, Lisa. I know. <laughs> the good old assume, unassuming compostable paper sandwich bags, which were more niche when my daughter started school 20 years ago, have become more mainstream. We found paper sandwich bags in all supermarkets surveyed and the likes of Tesco, Supervalue and Alda have their own brands. Expect to pay around €2 Euro for a box of 30. Mind you, paper isn't the holy grail either. It takes a lot of energy and water to make paper. But if the sandwich has to be covered, because again, no touching, paper is the better choice. Yeah. 
And you know, one thing I've just discovered is that parchment paper is not the same as greaseproof paper because it has silicone coating to make it non-stick. And I thought I was being really sustainable wrapping my daughter's sandwich in parchment paper all last year, only to discover in the course of researching for this podcast that it's not compostable because of its non-stick coating and it must be included in our black bin, general waste. That was news to me and, and I would have considered myself somewhat informed of these things. No wonder we were all confused. Same with tin foil or regular cling film. If you choose to use that, um, it can be put in the recycle bin, but it has to be clean and dry first. Look, Tanya, we've come across a lot of information in the course of our research that has cleared up a lot of confusion and misinformation for us about recycling. And we're happy to share this with all the moms out there in our next episode dedicating to talking trash. Cool. Let's move on to the fillings for sandwiches. Now, that is another world of plastic pain. And again, what is in our gift to change or swap out in the short term until the retailers and producers get the memo that we're fed up with plastic? Things like all the pre-packed cheeses, meats, rows and rows of every flavour, every brand, every variety, but they're all covered in plastic. Something that won't degrade for hundreds of years to wrap a few slices of ham or a few ounces of cheese that'll be consumed in a week. Definitely, I know. And But one way to avoid this plastic waste is to go to the deli counters with your own reusable containers and ask them to freshly slice meats and cheeses or whatever you're having yourself. However, many retailers have used the excuse of COVID-19 to stop consumers bringing their own containers. But if enough of us vote with our sustainable tupperware, then they'll have no choice but to facilitate this. And up-to-date research on COVID indicates that it's more likely to be passed person to person in the air and much less common from touching surfaces. Like, for example, Sheridan's Cheeses, which has a concession in Dunn's uh, groceries, they facilitate customers who want to bring their own containers. Yet, it's funny, Dunn's own deli counter, uh, where they sell meats and cheeses and um, quiches and so forth, right beside it, doesn't offer to do it. Even more confusion. And the paper sheets or wrappers that are used at the deli counters for the sliced meats and cheeses, they do look and feel like greaseproof paper and that should make them compostable. But in fact, many complain plastic and that means they must go in the black general waste bin or they can be put in your recycling, but only if it's clean and dry. Be sure to ask them the next time you're at the deli counter, why aren't they using a compostable version of these papers? Yeah. And even when it comes to the veg you might put in a sandwich, tomato, lettuce, whatever floats your boat, try and buy loose or unpackaged or cardboard packaged produce where you can. At least now most supermarkets are providing compostable bags at the produce section. But even better still, bring your own reusable veg bag. Most supermarkets also are now selling these as a sort of a salute to sustainability. But I tell you, Lisa, I'm still living the last of the summer wine here with my salad dinners and uh, I was taken aback though recently by the amount of bagged salad leaves in my local super value. And, and they're not uh, unique in this. There was absolutely no loose heads of lettuce at all. It's funny because I noticed in France, the lettuce is actually sold loose on the display. And if you want, you can put it in a compostable bag, but absolutely only if you want to. And since January this year, France has banned plastic on many fruit and vegetables in the supermarkets, particularly ones that don't need a wrapper. And this is in response to the EU plastic strategy, which has specific rules and targets applying to certain areas, including the single use plastics, plastic packaging, microplastics and soon bio based, biodegradable and compostable plastics. Are we not in the EU also? 
How are the Irish supermarkets getting away with not taking the same action? I just I just don't understand it either. But that's one of the many things we want to find out while making this podcast series. Absolutely. Packing a piece of fruit in the lunchbox is a great way to get one of their five a day into kids. But fruit can be expensive and I certainly know how annoying it is when a lovely apple or a couple of apple quarters comes back home in the lunchbox. The dog is happy enough, but he doesn't need pink ladies. I've one daughter, but it can be pricey to buy individual apples. Actually, 49 cents seems to be the magic number for individual fruit items in the likes of Dunn's. Apples, limes, lemons, oranges, easy peels, all priced at 49 cents in our research. No wonder busy mums are drawn to the multi-packs, especially those little green or red apples in plastic bags for one or two euros. But it's this sort of plastic waste we should try to avoid. If we look at the waste hierarchy, check it out on our post on Twitter and Instagram, where recycling sits after reduction and reuse. So we want to move towards waste prevention. See, in an attempt to reduce our plastic consumption at home, instead of buying the six pack of apples for three euros in Duns, which are in a plastic sleeve, what we do is buy the four pack of apples in a cardboard pack for the same price in the organic section of the same shop and cut these apples in half, one half for school and the other half for later that evening or next day's lunchbox. Again, it works out better for your purse and the planet and there's not a half eaten apple being thrown away. We have visited all the big five supermarkets over the last few weeks and we do notice that they are stepping up with cardboard multi-packs of the most popular apples. So try to opt for those if possible. But the bottom line is, no matter what your fruit of choice is, always look to see what you can swap out for a non-plastic packaged alternative. And of course, we can't forget about the snacks and tasty treats that go in a lunchbox for small break or suspiog. Most schools have a healthy lunch policy, which means snacks and treats are limited. But there's always after school trips to the shops and play dates where all bets are off. Yeah, take for example crisps, which I am a devil for, but pretty much always come in individual and multi-pack plastic bags. And according to mywaste.ie, which is a great resource for consumers to find out how different materials should be recycled or disposed of, its advice is that soft plastic can now go into your recycle bin and crisp packets fall under this. But as with all items in your recycle bins, they must be clean and dry. Otherwise, they must go into the general waste. And that's the problem with cheese and onion or salt and vinegar covered plastic. It's hard work to recycle properly. Same with tubes of crisps. The mixed materials and fat residue make it difficult to recycle. So for crisp lovers out there, just like Tanya, the choice is out of your hands. It's really in the greasy hands of the manufacturers to change this. And there's a missed opportunity there for Irish crisp makers to lead the way. It's crunch time, Mr. Tato. In the interim, while we're waiting for change to happen, rather than buying a multi-pack which contains six or 12 small bags of difficult to recycle material, why not buy one large sharing bag and decant into smaller reusable containers for your kids? Or you could go full 1970s nostalgia and have a tato sandwich. And if popcorn is your thing, unfortunately, shop-bought bags of popcorn have the same issue as crisp bags. So maybe get popping kernels and cook in a pot with a little oil at home. Now, no one is going to do that at the crack of dawn, trying to get kids out to school or going to work. But maybe make it the night before and put it in a reusable lunchbox or reusable bags. Because those microwavable popcorn bags that come in boxes of three or four packs also come with individual plastic sleeves around them that are recyclable, yes, but talk about unnecessary plastic packaging. 
The actual microwave bags themselves are made using silicone, which is a form of synthetic rubber because it repels water and fat. And while yes, there are some organic types of silicones that can be compostable, if packaging doesn't have them labelled as such, you have to assume they're not compostable and must go in the general waste bin. In fact, silicones that aren't compostable are known to persist in the environment and to accumulate in humans. But look, everyone needs a treat, especially in those first few weeks back to school. Yes, mine's a G&T. Oh, me too. Or maybe a chilled rosé. But try to encourage kids to offer paper or non-plastic alternatives and support brands that actively making a change, like Smarties, which now comes in paper tubes and bags. Or instead of giving kids one fun-sized bar wrapped in plastic from a large family plastic bag, that's double plastic. Buy a large pack of biscuits and treat with those. It's better for the planet and your purse. Look, we know mums are super planners. They have to be to keep all the plates spinning. So try to plan ahead so you're not tempted, or more to the point, your kids are not tempted to buy the plastic wrap treats on the go. And until we get out of this plastic laden market, encourage kids to bring their packaging home to recycle properly. It should be easy to open kids and kids' eyes and minds to the dangers of plastic. After all, they're probably all aware of Greta Thunberg and Fridays for Futures, and they are all aware of issues like palm oil. So make it part of the conversation in the household and in the playground. And for older kids who might have cash to pick up their own lunch, test just how issue aware they are by encouraging them not to go for those meal deals, which are a complete plastic overload from a bag of crisps to the pre-packed sandwich and plastic drinks bottle. That's a lot of environmental damage for a cheap lunch. To wrap things up. Sustainably, of course. (laughs) We believe all food manufacturers and retailers seem to be under the misapprehension that there is ambivalence among consumers in relation to the prevalence of plastic. It may appear that busy moms are making mindless automatic purchases, but in reality, there are so few viable alternatives on the shelves. Yes, and this is borne out by what we've read in the recent report published by Accenture entitled The Sustainable Consumer, Bridging the Gap Between Aspiration and Action, which revealed that 80% of people want to live more sustainably and 75% saying it's hard to do so and calling on businesses to do better. So it looks like it's up to moms and kitchen sink activists like ourselves, along with the work of environmental NGOs such as Voice Ireland and Friends of the Earth, who have published the Sick of Plastic report, to keep up and accelerate the pressure on manufacturers and retailers to make changes and put the better eco-friendly alternatives right under the consumer's hands. Yeah, and we know that this all seems like an overwhelming mountain to climb. And so much seems to be out of our control. We know from speaking to other parents, it can be a huge source of anxiety. I know we've felt it as we've delved deeper into the issues for this podcast. But if the moms of Ireland or even the world unite and work together as a collective, then we can achieve real change. Here's how. Be vocal with your supermarket and their suppliers in person and on social networks, especially Twitter, about the volume of unnecessary plastic wrapping and their slowness in making a change. The technology exists to devise compostable packaging, which is much better than recycling plastic packaging. The first thing we should be doing is to remove unnecessary packaging and waste. We need to get away from this notion that recycling is the cure. It's not. It's merely a band-aid and a short-sighted fix for the endemic and epidemic crisis of plastic. As busy parents and guardians, you need convenience when it comes to doing the grocery shop. And going to multiple outlets foraging for sustainably packaged items isn't always practical or affordable. 
So that's why pressure needs to come on the supermarket chains and their suppliers across the board to make these more eco-shopping practices possible and convenient for you. We know from the Accenture report that 92% of consumers feel that business should be doing more to help consumers be more eco-friendly. It's just not being delivered on. So, as we promised, we have been doing the legwork so you don't have to, checking out which supermarkets and food suppliers are making us proud in this race against time to deliver more eco-friendly options to consumers. And like a lot of mothers, we lost the head on more than one occasion when we saw just how little is being done and who are the worst offenders. It wasn't a pretty sight. No. So we've decided in each episode we will be awarding a gold star to the producer or retailer putting their best effort into providing an eco-alternative. And of course we will be nominating the worst offenders we think should be sent to the naughty step because they are trying to fob us off with packaging that should be granted forever. So first up, the gold star goes to Refill.ie, who have been working hard to build a safe drinking water refill network around the country. They've been working with local authorities, Irish water and businesses, cutting through the red tape so we as consumers can enjoy a future of plastic bottle free Nirvana. Yay! But in terms of the naughty step, I'm afraid the accusatory finger points to the retailers and water bottling companies who deliberately target kids with their mini 250ml plastic bottles of water. They come in multi-packs, covered in more plastic. You know who you are, and you might not be able to see it, but we're wagging our fingers at you. What hope have we got to turn this pollution tanker around if we are making plastic bottles look appealing to kids? It's like in the 70s where kids had sweet cigarettes. You wouldn't dream of doing that now. If you've got other suggestions on who or what should get a gold star or be sent to the naughty step, let us know via our social pages at ecomomics underscore ie. So that's our take on what we hope busy moms and all caregivers out there could possibly do to make school lunches more eco-friendly. If everyone can make one small change over the course of this school year, then we could help put the brakes on the climate crisis. To put an eco spin on one supermarket slogan, every little helps. But in the meantime, show us your lunchbox. Post photos of what's in your kid's lunchbox and tag us at ecomomics underscore IE. We would love to hear what sustainable changes you've made or any top tips or hacks for other busy moms to follow. Join us next time when we take a deep dive into the problems and potential solutions to household waste management. And in the meantime, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Who's that, Lisa? Oh, well, I'll tell you once I hear from them. (laughs) Sounds great. Thanks for listening. See you then.